Well, welcome to the latest podcast with me, Dr. Chris Keel. We thought for a minute we weren't going to get any questions, but as it turned out, we got two. So we'll deal with both of them in today's podcast, and hopefully it hits something that you're interested in, and they didn't have to leave me to my own devices, because no telling what I'd talk about. The first of the questions was, why are shipping containers being stuck in ports, and why are they so expensive right now? This is a really intriguing issue because we're getting hit from all different directions when it comes to supply chain. Part of the reason that they've been so stuck in ports is that the containers are in the wrong place at the wrong time. There's a lot of stuff that's coming from Asia to the United States. Exports have been up, consumers are spending again, so we're importing a lot more than we used to, but there's not as much going the other way. So you end up with ships that are hauling what amounts to empty containers back to Asia so they can hurry up and stuff them and then try to get them back to the United States. The challenge, of course, is that a lot of these containers are getting stuck on ships that are either not able to leave port or are not able to dock when they get to the other side. We've all heard about the Ningbo port closing down because of COVID. China has a no-tolerance policy in place. We don't really know what this means, but they assert that if there's any one case of COVID in an area, they're going to shut it down. The reality is there are generally more cases than one. Um, This is kind of an, an overstatement because the evidence from the local hospitals and the observers and all the rest of that are indicating that it's more than one person at Ningbo, it's been more than one person at the Shanghai airport, etc. Another reason for the expense of these containers is that the steel that's going into making them has gone up in price as well. There's been a real demand for scrap, and a lot of companies are literally making the decision to scrap the container rather than keep it, refurbish it, use it, and that's cutting cutting into the supply of containers. So basically, we're just seeing the kind of the surface impact of that supply chain breakdown. You've got ports that are closed, you have ports that are way congested, can't handle the amount of traffic coming in, you have ships that are stranded, you have an imbalance of where the containers are, they're piling up in some parts of the world and not getting to where they need to be in others. And frankly, it's just like with trucking. You don't like to haul empties. You don't want to haul things back simply to fill it. You want something in that container to go the other way so you can make money in both directions. When will this quit? Yeah, when the COVID-19 scare quits. I mean, part of what's been challenging all along is that we're reintroducing ourselves to the pandemic. We haven't gone so far as to do lockdowns, and we probably won't, but you're getting partial lockdowns. You're getting shutdowns of specific areas for specific periods of time, a little more aggressively on the Asian side than you're seeing in Europe and the United States, but it's not out of the possibility here either. The second question had to do with the latest oil and gas update. Will prices remain where they are, go up even more, or crater by the end of the year? What does 2022 look like at the start? As we've watched oil prices, they've dropped from the 70s into the 60s. And part of this has been 
concern about demand. The oil producers still are not convinced that we're back to the daily commute. They know that the number one consumption pattern in the United States for oil and gas is the daily commute to and from work. As long as you only have about a third of the population returning to the office and two-thirds either in a hybrid situation or still working from home, you're not seeing that kind of congestion. This will come as a great surprise to people who live in places like Chicago who are saying you don't see any congestion for crying out loud, go take a look at the Dan Ryan. The reality is a lot of places in the country have seen a significant decline in traffic and this has been cutting into oil consumption that keeps the producers from being as aggressive about catching up as they would ordinarily be. The other factor that's affecting oil is everything from the strength or weakness of the dollar. We just had the incident in Mexico where they lost almost a quarter of their oil production offshore because of a fire killed five people. This has been something that has been warned about as far as Pemex is concerned for years. The current government in Mexico has banned essentially foreign investment into the oil sector and the whole sector is deteriorating. There isn't enough money for maintenance, there isn't enough money for expansion. It seems colossally stupid given how much Mexico depends on oil revenue, but there you go. So we're seeing a lot of these inhibitions. The major factor is still production. If the oil producers decide to gear up and stay geared up, prices will start to drop as they often do this time of year. We're out of the summer driving season. We now go into the part of the year where we don't consume as much as a rule, so prices often do come down. But it's going to be a matter of whether the producers reduce output even further than they would normally because they don't trust what's going to happen with the pandemic. So, long drawn out answer to the question, and the end result is we don't know. <laughs> By 2022, you could have several factors change. If the production continues to ramp up, and there's evidence that some of that will, a lot of the oil majors are competing with each other for market share, so they're not reducing production, but Saudi Arabia and Russia are. You've got the issue of demand. Will the American consumer continue to drive? And now we're looking more at the air traffic situation. Will jet fuel be in more demand? Are people going to travel? If you look at the data coming out of the airlines right now, they're dubious because travel has already declined. However, this isn't the height of the travel season. The decline that they're seeing is mostly on the business side businesses are simply not sending people out as they were earlier in the year, we'll know for sure if travel is going to be affected when we get closer to Thanksgiving and people start traveling for the holidays and for family. The expectation is that people will because they weren't able to do it last year, but we'll see. So those are the two questions for this week. Um, I appreciate getting suggestions as to what to talk about. keeps me from rattling on about you know, the current economic situation in Albania because nobody really cares. So thanks very much. We'll talk soon and tune in for the next webinar, which will be in mid-September.